0: Hello, you're listening to Accents on Purpose, a weekly radio show dedicated to covering the ins and the outs of the DIY scene of Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, and beyond. My name is Danny, and we we are broadcasting from the KAOP studios, AM 1045. With me this week is special guest host Kay. Kay, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you? Uh,
0: Not too bad. What's been going on?
1: Well, yesterday I had to... Kick out a woman from the cafe that I work at for eating nachos in the cafe.
0: What's wrong with eating nachos in the cafe? Tell me.
1: Well, I mean, I don't. I I have never worked at a place, uh, especially a cafe, where you would bring in your own food, regardless. Especially if we sold food.
0: It's usually a faux pas right off the
1: bat. Yeah. Um. But then when you're bringing in nachos from the Mexican place next door. <laughs> Do you think it she gets was, a little out of hand. Do you
0: think she was kicked out of the Mexican place next door for doing something? And that's why she had to come that to the That would actually be
1: hilarious. Uh, I think she was actually coming over to use our Wi-Fi. So I kindly Ooh. informed her that our Wi-Fi does reach the Mexican restaurant. Oh. And oh. I've used it many times at the Mexican restaurant. Um, but she also just sat down and didn't even order a coffee. So she just sat down, opened her computer, and started eating nachos.
0: Did someone alert you to this or did you just see I it?
1: saw it. It was like right in front of the register, like the seat right right there. Quick question. Mm-hmm.
0: If she would have offered you some of her nachos, would you have let her stay?
1: I'm going to I'm going to say yes, probably. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right, Why well. not? If uh, there's so- something in it for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was also your first uh, Record Store Day weekend. Re- record Store Day. Working at, record store, yeah. working at a record store. Yeah. How did that go? You work at Sonic Boom. Yes. How
1: did um, it go? It was... It just happened all day. It was nonstop. I was still checking people out for non-record store day purchases even until we closed. Even a little after we closed. Uh, but yeah, there was it, was... it was a lot of like... Uh, we got a lot of the like, oh, I've never even been here before. It's a very like... This is new. This is new. Um, I, I don't know. I
0: would say this year we had more uh, dads with pony. A lot of silver ponytails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was because there was that Bruce Springsteen box set.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, which release do you think I caused think it, was, it? I think it was Bruce Springsteen <laughs> box set.
0: Because every year Dave Matthews made has release something, and every year we get those fanatics. Yes. But I think I think it was that. Because there's nothing else really that was that classic rock. Mm-hmm. That I think they would bring them did but, you go ahead.
1: did you get anything from the the, the RSD stock plan?
0: Uh, th- there's a few things that I wanted that I said if they're still around on Sunday I'll take home with me
1: that's what I said yeah you.
0: there's a Nigerian soul 45 box set but we didn't have any left I did get um it's uh, 60s psychedelic music from Burma, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Guitars, gotcha. uh, or Golden uh, Guitars of the Golden Triangle. That's what it's called. Yeah, uh, that was really good. Uh, but besides that, I mean, there's nothing. I didn't need a Patty Smith single. Yeah. <laughs> for ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need a one-sided Pink Floyd record with I one feel, song. I
1: feel. I feel like the seven inches did not sell as well. But that's like a trend anyway. Mm.
0: Do you prefer LPs?
1: I love seven inches. I'm a seven inch girl. So you don't prefer I LPs? Love... I mean, I do if the whole album is good, but there are so many instances in which I would just be like, let's jam this single. And especially for DJing.
0: Well, I mean, because if you like whole LPs, there is a fantastic LP coming out this May 9th by Seattle's own stickers, which uh, in the studio is drummer, shredder, uh, Emily. Hello, Emily. Hi. <laughs> uh, I was I was saying this before, I feel bad. I've realized that I've had every member of Stickers on but you. I don't know how exactly that happened. Saving the best for last. Saving the best for last. Uh, and we're going to talk more than just Stickers, but let's start off with that. So how did you end up being in Stickers?
2: Well, The story of Stickers, oh, this is great. When you asked me to be on this podcast, I, did, I had no idea what the fuck I was in for, but this is great. I love <laughs> I love Stickers so, so much, and this story is epically romantic. Um, Sticker started uh, really, like, with my relationship with uh, Gabby Pagefort. When I met her, um, our meeting was weird and chance, and uh, she's so incredibly special and unique, and she's the type of person that when she talks, like, Especially when we first met, it took me a long time to really just understand Gabby. Her language is poetic and loud and abrasive and weird. Um, but she's wild and she's up for anything. And I had just moved back to Seattle. From where? Uh, from New York. I lived in New York for a little over New six years. years. Yeah. yeah. That was a good time. Good time. New York. <laughs> Missy Troy. Um, but I. Uh, Yeah, I had moved back to Seattle, and I just really hadn't found anybody that kind of had that New York attitude and that, like, willingness to just, like, go and, like, be weird and make art and just, like, for no reason, like, just for the sake of creating something. Um, And Gabby, being from New York, like, totally, like, I just really, really fell in love with her right away. But we did a couple of different weird art projects together, and very quickly it became apparent to me that she should be a singer. And she had never been in a band before. Did you have a question? Was that, was <laughs> yeah. that a let me let me ask something? Yeah, uh,
0: uh, uh, yes. I just wanted to um, say. So had you been playing drums? No. Before? Okay. No. So, so that okay. Yeah. Totally. Make, make sure you include that, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. So no, it all really started with my obsession with Gabby and just being like, okay, this girl needs a fucking microphone, and so at the time i was really into making mixtapes that had saxophone solos on them Ooh. i was really into like a lot of and i still really love a lot of 80s new wave i like pop hits that mm-hmm. just have a ripping sax solo obvious in excess both.
0: uh k what are some of your favorite saxophone solos oh
1: my god i wouldn't even be able to tell you what are some I, of your i'm sure solos? if i heard one i'd be like this one's good <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, Romeo Void has a song Ooh, with a good. sax solo in it. Um, like, you know, just like a good good cut. Just like a, the sax is like, this is part of the hook of the song. And I think Gabby's response was, fuck a saxophone. Uh, she played flute in like her school band in the fourth grade, and she had to stop because it gave her headaches. Uh-huh. So she was very, if my memory serves me right, she was a little resistant towards the idea of a sax in the beginning, but we had an adventure. We went up to Kennelly Keys in Linwood, and we rented a saxophone the same way you would rent one for band, and we uh-huh. took it down to the practice space. I was originally going to play bass, mm-hmm. and our friend Benny Hill was going to play um, drums, and this is where... The universe is crazy and wild, and our love story kind of begins with great tragedy. Benny actually passed away. He was really young, and he died in a fire. Jeez. Um, and Benny was a very important figure in Seattle. He was a kind person. He helped me move. He walked my dog for no reason, just because he liked her. Like, really amazing soul. And so that was like kind of like a big shock to Seattle and to our community, and um, it kind of put things at a standstill for a moment. But I had always wanted to play drums, and so I was like, well, I could play drums, and then I ended up buying this drum kit off of this Christian heavy metal band. <laughs> so,
0: it's, so it was blessed.
2: It was hella fucking blessed. It was a D drum kit, um, and I bought it off this guy for like $400, and then I knew Troy from the dog park. Our dogs played together, and Gabby and Troy had met and had done some gallivanting to Portland for psych festivals and things like that. And I think Gabby actually asked Troy mm-hmm. to come into Stickers, and that's really how it started.
0: And so you were a three piece for quite some time.
2: Yeah, for I think a little over three years. Hey.
0: Uh, listeners, if there's any, if you hear any distractions, uh, there's a very special guest in the studio. Emily, why don't you introduce our very special guest? It's Lucy.
2: <laughs> Lucy. She found a cat toy. This is my dog, <laughs> Lucy. Her birthday's, uh, next weekend. She'll be two years old. Oh, Ooh. very good. Yeah, she's a good girl, but she's crazy.
0: Uh, so, and then, so stickers, uh, at least when you're, especially when you're three piece, it seemed like the three of you spent a lot of time together. Would that be accurate? <laughs>
2: yeah, like a lot of time together we practiced I mean I would say at least three times a week I think like when our schedules were kind of jiving together if you will like if we had the opportunity to be together and play we were down there playing and like oh my god like it was the most special friendship ever it was just like I don't know we just loved the shred and yeah we just started basically ripping out the jams no problem
0: Uh, And then you, so I think one of the vibrations sets that you did, I think that you played with other people. Yeah, Stickers Plus. Stickers Plus. Stickers Plus. How did that come about? And Um, what what did it sound like?
2: Stickers Plus happened, I think, uh, well, we were sharing our practice space with this amazing band, White Coward, at the time. Um, So there was always two drum sets set up and sometimes like our practice times would overlap and uh, Anthony, uh, the drummer of White Coward, would just maybe sit down and and play with me while I was playing stickers. <laughs> um, and basically, because it was the most righteous, powerful—I mean, Gabby being backed by two fucking drummers <laughs> and <laughs> Troy, like it was just—I don't even know. Like it was super, super punk, but it was like also like rock arena appropriate. You know what I mean? It was just—it <laughs> was a lot of power that we were. <laughs> We're really banging it out. So we did it, I mean, mostly just because it was silly and it was fun and we were all friends. And yeah, Stickers Plus, Anthony, he played drums, double drums with us, um, actually, for a couple times. Like, just, just why not? You know, and and very quickly became, like, an unofficial member of the band.
0: And then not too long after that, you actually became a four-piece.
2: Yes. How did that happen? Same deal. I think (laughs) we were doing a Stickers Plus show and we asked Colin... So did, he, did
0: he play with you at Vibrations? For some reason, I thought he did.
2: He did play a Vibrations show with me. I don't know if that was a Stickers Plus Plus. That's what happened. He, I know we did a double drum show with uh, Colin. Uh, we called it Stickers Plus Plus. So if it was just Anthony, it was Stickers Plus. If it was Anthony and Colin, it was Stickers Plus Plus. We did one show plus plus at the inn, which is that crazy oh, yeah. house at the top of the hill, and then one at the Black Lodge. I remember that for sure. Maybe there were more. It's a little foggy. Okay. But I think it just happened like in the same manner, just kind of weird and natural and organic. I also kind of think like it haunted horses practices and things like that. Like they would play sticker songs because <laughs> everybody just wanted to be in stickers. <laughs> but then Colin would just like rip these amazing guitar riffs and like come up with stuff. I think it a- originally started with our song jump rope. He wrote a guitar part. Oh, and also Colin recorded us. That's also what happened. Uh-huh. He recorded us as a three piece, and then like while we would be like listening back to tracks, he'd like hang out with his acoustic guitar. and like play like guitar riffs over it being like you know I'm just noodling around and we were all just like what are you doing like um so we probably asked him to do a plus plus show and I mean like the double drums was amazing um and I love that as an experience that we had um but with Colin it, it became very apparent right away that when he wasn't playing with us, we noticed. <laughs> and we, I remember having to have that conversation. So,
0: wait, 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 wait. I, I'm very interested in this. So, how, how, how was this first vocalized with the band? Like, was it at practice and like, there was just the hum of the amplifiers and someone's like, Colin's not here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I mean, how, how do you, I mean, how do you as a band discuss that? Totally. Yeah.
2: And it was, it was tough, you know what I mean? It was, we were such like a, a bubble of love and had never had any drama and yeah. We were very protective of each other um, and our space for sure. I think we knew there wasn't a moment in stickers where I didn't know what I had was unique and special, like on a relationship level. Um, So I I just remember being at practice one day and being about to like leave or maybe we were going to go smoke or something. I just remember being by the door and like grabbing the doorknob and being like, you guys, wait, we need to we need to talk. We need to talk about Colin. Like, we need to, what we call him, Cobra. But I was like, can, I think I used the words, can we keep him? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was very, uh, like, on the same page and receptive right away. It was, like, a, definitely a big transition in the dynamic of our band and in the sound of the band, but it was very organic.
0: Okay, so then how did you approach him? Do you Take them out, wine them, and dine them, and then get them to, to agree to us,
2: <laughs> right? Probably because I mean,
0: he was in Haunted Horses, spending a lot of time. I mean, that yeah, band was very, very busy, busy, and asking someone to join your band that's especially a, band a that, very busy band, a very busy band, yeah. Asking someone to double their workload, yeah, um, is a big ask, yeah. So, so, how did you, how did you folks go about doing that? I'm
2: trying to remember, I think maybe we just started like putting him in the group text of, like, band practice tonight, 8.30 type of deal and just kind of, like, being like, you you are showing up, right? (laughs) So he
0: joined the band before you told him. It's like, oh, she's band practice. I gotta go. And we also
2: had recorded um, some tracks at Crybaby Studios, and I remember going back in, and, Mm -hmm. like, we had recorded live as a three-piece, and we ended up having Colin come in and overdubbing his tracks. I believe that's the way it happened. But, like, we very quickly were like, all right, it's time for you. We're, I think it was right before we recorded Swollen. Swollen, we your like, amazing
0: LP out on End of Time Records.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, fantastic record. That came out. Great record. Everyone enjoyed it. People still talking about it.
2: Now, are they?
0: They are. Trust
2: <laughs> me. So, we are. <laughs> so now... Like, if so, Danny's talking about it. So, so I'm talking. curious because
0: right now you folks are on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell mm-hmm. our listeners why you're on a hiatus.
2: So we're on hiatus um, because, you know, that's that's the way shit goes. We, our bandmate, Troy, uh, moved to New York. God, I feel like it's been probably a year. Has it been a year? It's, it's probably been about a year. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, so it was like one of those things where uh, I, I kind of knew um, his life was, going in a direction where there was going to be change. Um, and I'm super supportive of that. So, so like,
0: did you like start going over his house and you start seeing like New York posters on the kind wall? Kind of, and totally. Like, you can't um, get bagels in Seattle. It we'll, fucking sucks. Well, sort like, of, and I, I'm just going to
2: tell it like it is, because this is really the way in my... like. <laughs> this is just me being honest. Um, Troy got married to a beautiful woman named Ocean, who we love, and who is young and gorgeous and talented. And she went to beauty school. And... I, I just, I totally understand because when I was fucking 19, the first thing I did was I took my $300 and I bought a plane ticket to New York and I was like, peace motherfuckers. Like, so, I mean, Troy's from Reno. uh, So he's, you know, moved out of his hometown, but Ocean is from Seattle. She's from the Northwest. So like, she really needed to like, I knew it was going to happen. It's like natural. And she graduated school. She did everything right. She's super perfect. Like fucking got them. And, but the thing was, was like. I would hear their friends talking about them moving to New York, but Troy hadn't told the fucking band that this was happening. And it's scary. I, it's scary. And yeah. I understand, yeah. I understand, I totally get it. He was in denial. He was. How could he leave his stickers? Yeah. He didn't want to leave stickers. Yeah. That was and, and I can understand why it was hard. And plus, like, it was probably like details had to get heshed out and all this stuff. Like I think maybe he didn't want to like impose like a threat to um our our unit until he was 100 yeah. percent sure
0: and, and also i mean because so when i i was dating someone when i lived in cleveland and we decided to move to seattle and then from the time we decided that we we're going to move till we did it was like nine months and we decided not to tell anyone until we were going to really 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 do it because you don't want to be that person that talks about moving and then doesn't like that totally that person who's like for four months they're talking about how they're moving to New York and then they change their mind and totally. like, then it's annoying so to his defense I can kind of see like <laughs> no in, that was, in, I did
1: that for like four years
2: but I, at least I finally did it
0: <laughs> oh you talk about moving for four oh, years yeah. Was, oh, it, yeah was it always, always Seattle from? yeah was it always uh, Seattle Dallas.
2: Or Dallas yeah I've been to I've been to Dallas, I saw the Beastie Boys in Dallas when I was a motherfucking teenager. I've seen a Beastie Boys cover band in
1: Dallas. (laughs) They're like a Dallas-based Beastie Boys cover band. We have so many weird cover bands in Dallas. That's fucking Beastie
2: Boys. That is truly weird.
1: Yeah, they're called Ryman and Stealin, and then we have a Cure cover band called Le Cure.
0: If you're in either of those bands, uh, and you're on tour and you come to Seattle, please let me know, and you can come to the studios and come on the show. Yes, Please. So, okay, so the reason I was asking about that, uh, besides informing our listeners, is because did you... Now, you have a new record out coming out called Joy. Fuck yes, we do. Lucy. Now, was, was... What is the timeline between, like, that being recorded and Troy uh, breaking the news to you?
2: Oh, forgive me, because... I I'm so stoned line, all but... the time but <laughs> um, especially in stickers. <laughs> um I mean like I think I think we knew. So when you were recording I it? think we knew when okay. we were recording. Okay. And I think it was um I want to say it was probably maybe like six months or so before Troy left. He was definitely around for like the entire mixing and mastering and the artwork and we released a cassette and we did like a bunch of stuff with Joy. We did as much as we could before he left.
0: It was actually because I I think it was either either your second to last show or was your last show at Chop Suey or the Black Lodge?
2: It was the Black Lodge but we did two. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: the Chop Suey show I got a cassette copy of Joy and I thought that that was going to be it. Like I didn't know that you folks were pressing on, oh, it's par- pardon the pun, pressing on to make the record. So was that like a, a hard decision, or did you always know that like, no, this is going to come out on record? Like-
2: um, I mean, it wasn't a hard decision, because if it has the opportunity to come out on vinyl, you press it to fucking vinyl. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> to you know, money and other things, uh, but it, it really just worked out. Um, stickers... We had done a tour. We had done a few things where we had a little bit of a cushion in our in our band fund, um, which most of that I think went to Eric Blood. We paid Eric out of pocket to do our record for us, um, and then when that happens, I think after it was after our last couple shows, yeah. like because we got paid for those bye bye shows or whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> hiatus shows whatever the yeah. fuck you want to call it and then i think that's when we decided we had enough money to do 200 yeah. which means you can only get it pressed to vinyl but you can't get it like packaged so then yeah. we you know what i mean yeah. it was like such a small run but yeah. still we got 200 records motherfuckers
0: well one, 199 i got one in my room yeah <laughs> yeah keep,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah i was at the black lodge show though i remember that vividly that was a pretty sweaty pretty show. vividly yeah i was who did you guys play with at the black lodge show
0: Wimps was play? it Wimps? I I'm Wimps pretty play. sure it
1: was Wimps Because if I was sweaty Wimps was playing <laughs> I'm, almost sure it was I'm Wimps, pretty sure. I'm not sure I was probably very drunk But there were definitely Snapchat stories of it somewhere Not that that exists anymore Because <laughs> it's
2: Snapchat It disappears yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think it was sure, maybe. Yeah, I'm was pretty a, sure it's I can't different. remember. It was, I it was it was a bunch of buddies. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then at uh, Chop Suey, we had requested display, which was definitely one of our favorite bands to play with and uh god, who else? I'm such a t- <laughs> we played with so many good bands. It's so hard to remember. But yeah. yeah we we were very much like who's who's like The most available romantic band, and I definitely remember Wimps. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now that the band's over, are you shredding with anyone else?
2: Yes, motherfucker! (laughs) I'm so excited.
0: Is 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 this a scoop? Can you say who it is? Yeah, I'm gonna
2: gonna go ahead and fucking talk about it. Yeah. Well, and because it's sensitive, because like literally, I think up until about two weeks ago, like I wasn't ready. I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's, like, I still have that, like, really innate, like, need Mm -hmm. to be loud, like, I need to shred, like, that hasn't gone away, Mm -hmm. but, like, that, like, you know, trying to, like, form a band is kind of, like, dating, and, like, I don't know, I feel like I lost, like, the love of my life, like, it's hard for me to, like, even try to get back get back out and play the field you know what I mean no, like no, it yeah. sucks so I brought stickers with me <laughs> Gabby and Colin okay um, so I'm, I'm I still got like my my stickies but we've just basically been shredding with um, different people um, we've been sh- consistently shredding with Jim who plays in Male Female which is one of my favorite bands on the scene right now Um oh, yeah.
0: Sunday I don't think I'll have a sound time yeah I can't yeah. I
2: can't fucking go after to fucking teach but oh. um yeah they play on Sunday but they're also playing a show at Cairo really soon they, they play around a bunch and they are fucking awesome fantastic great songwriters great songs um so we've been consistently playing with Jim he was one that I was I really was like this guy's super special like we have to play music with him um but we've been kind of bringing in other people as well last week we shredded all together with dean oh boy natural helper yeah. uh, natural is and tissue that's good um and that was so much fun because i've just loved him as a drummer for so long um and it was it's just fun to watch other drummers play oh and i've also been playing bass i'm kind of like i'm not totally opposed to playing drums in another band but i'm kind of also like I don't know. I just, you know, I'm playing the field. I'm trying on new things. Yeah. And Anthony Stickers Plus from <laughs> White Coward has moved back from Singapore and oh Australia. Goodness. He's back. We're set to shred Whoa. next Saturday. Whoa. Yeah. So the romance is in the air. I'm feeling and you know, it. And
0: summer's coming up, so yeah, everyone time. goes crazy during summer. Yeah. So. This is good. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So stickers are still there and just shredding with the old buddies. And I, I don't know. Like I'm definitely open and I'm not like. I'm not going to like try to force or control anything to happen, but I think I'm ready to be in a band mm. again. I'm
1: ready for those sweaty summer shows. I'm <laughs> yes. ready to shred yes. in the summertime. Uh, yes. Yes. yes.
0: Uh, I'm also ready to drink beer on uh, front porches. But so yes, uh, Joy, the new Stickers record. The release party is going to be at the Bait Shop. Um, I'll be DJing from 9 to 11. Brett will be DJing after that. And Stickers will be hanging out. Is Lucy going to come?
2: Yeah, Lucy will
0: totally be there. You know, one tip: Lucy is a as a black dog. If you take a black dog into the photo booth, it does not work out. Uh, uh, One time, I was there with uh, it was someone's birthday party, and they had their dog there, and I'm like, oh, I want to take the dog in the photo booth because I thought it'd be funny, like. Dog in the photo booth
1: photos. Do dogs not like flashes? No, is it's that just that the the,
0: the 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 way the film is, it's just it was just like two eyes. Like There's no <laughs> definition to the dog's face. Those so we're gonna
1: get your picture taken. So
0: maybe maybe she'll have better luck with it. Um,
1: <laughs> you look scary.
0: But uh, shredding is not your only physical outlet. You are also the driving force behind posers. Yes. Uh, Will you tell our listeners what Posers is?
2: Yes Posers is a Community Donation uh, Based It's a donation based yoga community Um, It's punk rock and spirits Um, Yeah it's a It's a yoga community I guess to keep it Light
0: Well, So the first time that I found out about it Was you were dropping off copies of the Posers Fanzine. yeah. Um, so, how did you decide to go from just doing? Well, so sorry. So, what? How is your uh, how is Posers a little bit different than a typical yoga class?
2: Totally. Or, or is it just
0: the location and
1: the body?
2: Um, I mean, yeah. I think every yoga class and every yoga teacher is gonna have a different intention and offer you something a little bit unique. Um, Posers started because as a as a yoga fanzine, I did a yoga teacher training. I've I've been a uh, practicing yogi for a while and took took some extra cash and did a teacher training because i really have i'm i really love the practice of yoga i want everyone to do yoga
0: well, like, <laughs> when, when was the first time you did yoga oh,
2: like how fr- long ago god oh i did it in new york when i was in my early 20s in like the weirdest it was almost like an office building it was like before yoga was popular yeah. um
0: so how long before you starting? Uh, how long between that and when you started like teaching yoga? Like what? When did you realize you're going to take yoga like it's more seriously? Is that like a way? To yeah, say it?
2: totally. Um, I would say that was probably around five years ago or so. Like not to be super cheesy, mm. but I went through a pretty bumpy time in my life, and I really think that my practice, like giving me that space just to get really, really clear and really grounded and meditate and all that stuff, like I was just sort of like, whoa. Like, I mean, it's 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 breathing and stretching, but it's fucking powerful medicine. And I, you know, life is crazy and it's hard. And um, I really found something super special uh, in my in my practice, and um, it helped me kind of ride through a pretty intense time in my life. And coming out of that, I was I just the stars aligned. I ended up getting a little bit of extra money in my bank account, and there was a teacher training being offered where I didn't hate the teachers. (laughs) That's always important. um, So I signed up and I did it, and it wasn't necessarily my intention to teach. Like, I kind of had been teaching, like, especially to, like, the punk community because they knew, oh, Emily likes yoga, but for them... $20 $20 is, like, a ticket to a show, a pizza, and, like, a couple beers. It's not like I'm going to go yeah. fucking put on a sports bra and touch my toes, bitch. Like, not going to happen. So I was, like, teaching, like, kind of like punk rock yoga on my roof and stuff. Just, like, real basics, that shit, sun yeah. salutations and things like that. Um, so, yeah, then I went through my teacher training, and it was on my last day of my teacher training. You had to give all of your classmates basically a gift. Yeah. And so I made the first... Poser's yoga zine.
0: Interesting.
2: Very, very cool. Very interesting.
0: And then so what made you decide to make a second
2: one? I really loved making the first one. (laughs) I had so much fun just being like, well, because I think there's this, like, very, um, people have a really, we've appropriated yoga so much in the West into this form of physical exercise, um, and that's not really for everybody, um, but yoga is for everybody. And I was like, I'm going to be the motherfucker that stands up and tells you that, like, it's not fucking... it's a, the asana, the postures their it's a physical practice which will have physical results, but yoga is so, so much more than that. And I just really wanted to educate um, maybe the people from my community that wouldn't naturally gravitate towards this to let them know, like, shredding is yeah. yoga. Yeah. We've all had the yogic experience. <laughs> yeah. Yoga is in everything. You know, it's it, yeah. this is just one language that we use for it.
1: I honestly, the first time I heard about posus, that was like the first time where I was like, Oh, I would, like, actually go to yoga. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Thank like, you. I stretch and meditate at home, like, by myself a lot. But that's, like, the first place where I was, like, that sounds fucking rad. Like, with a bunch of people that I know and, like, everyone's hella chill. And, totally. like, yeah. and, and so it's not I, a bunch of moms. You've been to Posers. <laughs> I, I was
0: going to say, I've been to Posers, and it was great because it was basically, like, going to a show. Because I'm, like, oh, I sort of recognize you. And, like, people like, nah. And, like, you, like, sort of recognize people. And then also what was really good, um, and this was just the luck of the draw, was it was my first time I ever going to yoga class, and to my left was my girlfriend who I went there with, and then to my right was Morgan from VHS, and I was really happy about that because I was like, okay, he won't think it's weird if I'm like watching and make sure I'm doing things right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and- I was just really glad that it wasn't like a stranger and it like wasn't a woman next to me. Because like then I'd feel weird if she caught me like looking, but I was really just (laughs) want to make sure that I was like going in the right direction. Totally. Uh, And yeah, I've seen uh, the drummer from VHS was there, Justin uh, goes. And so it's great because I think if you're a dude and you're kind of nervous about going to a yoga class, this is the one to go to. Yeah. It's really, really comfortable. And everyone's really nice. And I've heard s-
1: nothing but good things from dudes, honestly, about yeah. closers. Like those are like most of the people that I know that have gone that are like, oh my god.
2: <laughs> well, and I think especially, yeah. I it's funny. I guess I didn't really realize that, but I have a couple of Dream Decay members that home, and yeah. like, it's like, uh, dudes, totally. Like yoga is such like a weird, vulnerable place anyway, and then you're surrounded by a bunch of like really like you know fit, intense white women, and then, yeah. you know like there's a lot of reasons to kind of like be like. Ugh. Um, but as shredders, especially, like, oh my God, like, we aren't getting any younger. Like, pause, <laughs> stretch, lean into it, listen to your body, regulate your breathing. Like, we can really take that with us out into the shred and, like, be, like, way more confident musicians and, like, more effective.
0: And then you've also um, literally combined music and yoga by doing noise yoga. Do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Totally. Um, Noise yoga was actually created by uh, this guy, Gabriel. He uh, did a lot of work with Hollow Earth Radio. He's a cool weirdo, big noise enthusiast. And so he started noise yoga at Washington Hall where he was pairing noise bands with uh, asana practice. And they did, I think, three, three classes there. Um, and then Washington hall got closed for renovations and the teacher that he had leading the class, I think wasn't certified. And the response was so big that he was like, Oh God. So he asked me to come in cause he knew I was certified and I was like, fuck yeah, this motherfucker, this is the coolest shit ever. And then we shopped it around. Well, we, well, we didn't shop it around. That's not the right term at all. We like, we're begging <laughs> venues to host us yeah. and randomly the fry invited us. they found out about it and they asked us to come yeah Yeah. so we did noise yoga in the fucking fry museum
0: so describe kind of what the musicians are doing
2: everyone was so different um it was so weird it was so cool uh anything from like we had one group that was like live horns it was super abrasive to like we had one artist who came in before the series recorded the sounds of the room speaking of sounds of the room this is my dog eating a cat toy crinkle crinkle um and then he took those sounds and then turned them into like fucking buttons or whatever and yeah. he played the room that's pretty live cool. yeah. um so sometimes it was really ambient and soft sometimes it was more like droney gazy. we had some surprises for one session that was really cool and really loud Um, So I never really knew, you know, it's like I could maybe like check out their like band camp or whatever. But for most part, noise artists like really just go live. So I never really knew what we were going to be experiencing until we were in it. But I think that was really like the beautiful reason it works so well with yoga was it was very much about just like present moment mindfulness, like being Mm -hmm. open to the experience as it's happening. And noise is such a wonderful... There's... in yoga there's actually a, a practice called nada yoga and it's the yoga of sound and it's meditating on listening listening to sounds and you learn to focus in on that so much that you can take that focus inwards and listen to the sound of your own body fucking trippy
0: very much so
2: <laughs> So
0: now when you're doing the regular posers you have to rent space right yes how is renting the space in other oh, words yeah. have you ever found poop
2: yoga teacher problems so i i yeah i've rented space from all sorts of different places and um we've taught yoga in all sorts of weird ass motherfucking places but uh the most of our classes right now are up at dance underground on 15th which is an amazing studio it's primarily a tango studio and it's beautiful and it's clean and it's kept up and there's bathrooms and there's, i mean it's really really nice anywho so it's in it's a, but it's in a basement I work down the street. Oh, you do where? At Cafe Oh Okay, cool. Totally. Um, Get a lot of the posers people coming (laughs) yeah.
0: Post posers coffee. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah. totally. But yeah, so this one time, so on Thursdays I teach two classes. So at 7.15 I let one class out and then at 8 p.m. another class comes in. Um, And then at 7.15 I like open the door and like I was like. And I literally like my thought was like somebody ate broccoli. Like that was like, I just like immediately was so abrasive that like I had to like give it like a definite source. You know what I mean? I was like, somebody's eating broccoli and we did a lot of twists today and like it smells like fucking shit in here. Let me like air it out a little bit. And then, luckily, one of my students came super early for the next class. Yeah. And she was like, uh, there's motherfucking poop at the top of the stairs. This is what you're talking about, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. cool. I was all like, did yeah. you hear a different poop story? <laughs> no, that I this about? is the only poop story okay. i heard. Okay, poop stories are there. And I was like, oh my god, and it wasn't it was human poo at the top of the stairs and it really really Good. sucked i mean like it sucks because first of all like that sucks that like someone doesn't have a place to take a shit
0: yeah well, no one no one yeah. wants to poop in public yeah.
2: yeah yeah like that's like that's dark dude and it also kind of sucked because i was just like man if you just walk down the stairs there's like a pretty nice toilet with paper <sighs> and things like that and sink Um, but yeah, so yoga teacher problems. I ask people to fucking breathe deeply as like, that's like, (laughs) if I'm like, if you do nothing else, breathe with intention. And here I am. It's just like,
0: so wait, what's this dope moments that I've been hearing about?
2: So dope moments is super fucking cool. So as, as we all know, the world is a little bit crazy as F right now, um, And we all want to do something to help or make a difference and to not fucking shoot ourselves in the face. Um, So I actually, it was Colin, um, he was like, you know, you should really do something with posers, like, you know, to kind of like raise awareness or maybe like donate some money to some charities and things like that. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, And so I kind of took a couple of my students who are newer teachers. They graduated from the Grinning Yogi Teacher Training in Seattle, and there's really, really beautiful yogis, and um, I was like, hey, what if we came together and we started a class called Don't Moments, and we'll pick a different organization every month um, that advocates for human rights, and we'll rotate the teachers and, like, bring in more community and raise money for these amazing charities. Um, so it's pretty much me, and then I, I have two partners, Kelly Gilmore and Jeff Kennedy, Um Jeff books all the teachers Kelly uh, writes about the organizations for the zine I obviously like host the whole fucking thing Um, and yeah last month we uh, are all of our proceeds for our class went to the Northwest Immigrants Rights Project we raised eight hundred and twenty five dollars
0: awesome awesome
2: yeah redefined what my version of wealth is (laughs) not only to have eight hundred and twenty five dollars but then to write that check and give it to somebody for such an amazing cause was like literally an Oprah moment <laughs> like, kind of changed my life so this month um, it is uh, the Northwest social justice fund um, and these these organizations are so powerful so important the people that work for them are so incredibly loving and brave and amazing so and all we have to do is come and lay down our mats throw 5 10 20 bucks in a box and like the next thing you know you've been able to make a huge huge difference so it's Thursday nights 8 p.m. dope moments all levels vinyasa come as you are we're at Dance Underground.
0: Okay. Uh, And if people wanted to know more about Posers or find out uh, the schedule, Totally. Where where would they go?
2: They would go to www.posers.us. That's P-O-S-E-U-R-S. And on social media, it's at Posers Yoga. Again, P-O-S-E-U-R-S. And
0: you also got merch, don't you?
2: Yeah, there's hella merch and shit. There's like t-shirts. There's a bunch of dumb shit. Some of it's, re- I mean, it's not dumb. It's really, really cool. But <laughs> I think it's pretty nice. It's, it's awesome. And do
0: you, desi- do you design all that stuff? Yeah, I
2: design all of it. It's awesome. Um, and the zine is, uh, you know, I do all the layouts and all that stuff, but I mean, this is really community funded. Um, not only is it everything donation based, and so obviously all the sales from any sort of merch or whatever goes back into funding the community classes. Um, but it's also the community that writes for the zine, so it's it's grown into something much bigger than just Emily's idea of punk rock yoga. It's it's a whole community that's advocating for social justice and just you know starting with the self and like being more patient, better open people.
0: Uh, so now the really the the important question: If they were going to make a movie about posers, who would play you in the movie?
2: Oh God. <laughs> Who would play me in the movie of Posers? it
1: be such a great movie title, too. Just Posers okay.
2: with you. Yeah. I want to think of somebody super cool. Like, my, my initial, yeah. like, my dream would yeah. be, like, Parker Posey. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? That would be yeah. all Hell yeah. That? Yeah. I, I think that everyone... Namaste, bitches. Yeah, yes. I think
1: everyone's dream is to have Parker yeah, Posey. pretty much. <laughs> Parker <laughs> Honestly, Posey, <laughs> in yeah. reality,
2: I don't know, Miss Piggy, like, oh. let's, let's the that puppet. would be a
0: hell of a movie to <laughs> see <laughs> Miss Piggy teaching yoga.
2: No, I'm like, I am I'm, I feel like Miss Piggy's kind of a bitch. I'm not, I'm not that much of a bitch, but yeah, I don't know. A nerd. Somebody hella nerdy.
0: Uh, I think Parker Posey fits perfectly. Oh, totally. I can see <laughs> Oh my god. Lucy. L- Lucy. Lucy really wants this cat toy. I'm sure. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> she thinks you're going to throw it at Yeah, I know. it. Uh, okay, the, the very.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Sit. Uh, uh-uh.
0: Sit. Very, very important question. Uh, where in Seattle do you like to get your coffee?
2: I like to get my coffee from Analog Coffee. Yes. Um, They're friends of the
0: show. They were on the show. Are they? they they've been on the show. Yeah, That's we, so great.
2: We did a whole interview with them. <laughs> They're that. so great. Yeah. You know, actually, some of my first yoga students ever when I graduated in my teacher training yes. were the Analog team, Aiden and Tim and Danny and Hannah, all of those guys. Um, Lucy, you're being so annoying. Please drop it. I love you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I love Analog. They're great. Coffee's delicious, but I'm also a big fan of Avachi. Oh, yes. Like, that's just a Fucking damn good cup of coffee. It's very tasty. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh my god. They have dog treats. Where analog, I have to tie Lucy up.
0: Whoa.
1: Whoa. Oh, oh, my oh I goodness. said it. Oh, I said it.
2: <laughs> but that's all right. Lucy has been known. She threw up in a QFC once. So. I know what wait, wait, was so, it the one
0: on was it the one on Pike and Broadway? Because I'd throw up in that one I too,
1: can, just because that one's fucking
0: disgusting. Yeah, I can
2: imagine. I, it. It's been more than just the dog throwing up in that. <laughs> it wasn't that one, but no, yeah. you know okay where do you like to get coffee well you know actually you
0: know what i'm really sorry but we are out of time the next show needs you take the studio so uh yes wrapping up may 9th come to the bait shop uh and here and uh, buy the new stickers record in hobnob with three-fourths of the band uh every tuesday and thursdays go to posers and kate you got anything coming up besides tonight
1: yeah, uh, Wednesday, May 10th, DJing at Revolver from 5 to 9.
0: Sounds good. Uh, well, it's been another week of Accents on Purpose. Um, Email us at accentsonpurposepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Uh,